Welcome to another episode of Up in Flames. I'm your host, and more importantly, your advocate, Abby Bolt. This episode is a bit of a rant, I suppose. However, it's a discussion that I seem to have over and over with people across the country. So I know I must not be alone in this, and I thought I'd talk with you about it. See if there are any others out there who feel similar about their particular situation. I was chatting with some other firefighters and thinking about my recent experiences with my federal agency, and quite honestly just feeling frustrated and wanted to share my thoughts on the issue. What we were discussing was, if the environment is toxic in the office then it sure as heck will be toxic on the fire ground. And there are enough hazards out there without bad attitudes and harmful behavior towards others. I have chosen not to work for the USD Forest Service, not because I have to, but because I can't sleep at night knowing that I have to set aside my integrity and my morals in order to earn a paycheck from them. I just can't do that. People criticize others and say that, well, you need to wait until your retirement to do something about it. You know, you should just hang on until you get that. Hang on until this. That's what these agencies who are falling apart and not effectively improving the toxicity within, they are sprinkled with employees who've just given up and they're counting their days until they can retire and walk away. All those time gaps, those years where employees have completely given up, do you really think that they're being productive or that they're happy? Do you think that they leave work at night and can't wait to come back the next day and take on the next challenge? No. They're just coming in and putting in their time. They're the epitome of good enough for government work because they've been beat down and they're afraid to do the right thing. I don't hold them accountable for that. I hold the leadership above them accountable for that, who make them feel that way. It's really sad. I swore to myself a long time ago that I would never be one of those employees. Never be one who wouldn't raise my hand to volunteer for something. Never be one who just sat in the office and waited for the day to end. You see, this wasn't a job to me. This career was a life, a lifestyle. I always enjoyed it because I knew it wasn't a real job. I knew it was a dream job. I didn't make a lot of money. Sure, there were other things that I would have loved to do for more, but how great is it, the job that I got to do? I was a firefighter with my own fire truck. I had a siren and lights, and my boss was Smokey Bear for crying out loud. But then the deeper I got in, and when I got underneath some poor leadership, I realized It really does matter who you work for. I think that with any poor employer, poor agency, people can thrive under them if they work for good leaders. There's a lot of people in my agency that have no idea how horrible it can be because they haven't experienced it. They've been fortunate enough not to cross paths or were able to get out of the path of a toxic situation, just like I could have done if I was willing to transfer away, if I was willing to leave my family and leave my hometown. You see, I grew up here. And then I left for about 10 years, got some great experience, and made the choice to come back. Why should I have to leave just because the environment's so toxic? I was accepting of that situation, accepting of the fact that there was this situation that was local to me, that it was here in my district, my town, and I thought I just needed to vet out the issues right here and improve my little part of the world. But then later on, when I started seeing the downright plague of corruption all the way up to the Washington office, it hit me. That it was so much bigger than my little corner of the world. And toughing it out and pushing through it right here in this little place was not going to matter. Because there was a lack of ethics happening in many layers all the way to the top. I finally realized there was a serious lack of accountability all the way through every layer, all the way to the top. People are not behaving as if they're worried that they're going to get in trouble for doing the wrong thing. They're not worried about getting in trouble for causing a complaint. How sad that they've gotten away with that. 
that they feel so protected that their ethics take a nosedive because they know the agency will stick up for them, right or wrong. Because that's what it's about. It's all about protecting the agency, not about doing what's right. Even when they have a bad leader who gets them in a bunch of trouble, who causes huge settlements, who causes huge awards and lawsuits, clearly they're not being held accountable enough to where someone is afraid to be a poor leader. The fearless toxicity is devouring good people. I don't know where it all went wrong. I don't know what the best way is to fix it. What I do know is that I won't be a part of it going down in flames. I either want to be a part of the solution or I don't want to be a part of it at all. But I can't just walk away and look in my rearview mirror and see what I see. See the people behind me. See the workplace behind me. See the fires behind me and just walk away knowing that there's a bad situation and that I would be leaving it knowing what I know. I can't sleep at night if I do that. It's like walking away from someone beating a child. And as long as you can't see it, then it's fine. It's not happening. And if your mind works that way, then there's something wrong. If you know that it's not going right and you're not willing to do something about it, that's wrong. I get it that you have to weigh your risks. And I get it that some things aren't worth the battle. I do. I get that. And that's why the people that I know who just can't stand up for whatever reason it is, I know that they have a good reason. And I do understand it. But not everyone has a good reason. Some just lack the moral courage. Some are just scared and some are weak. Some people have personal things going on that make it to where they can't take a stand. And I don't expect everyone to be like me. I don't expect everyone to have the same family support that I do, even though it's certainly not financial. Thank God that I'm able to get by because it's not that I even have a rich family that can just throw money at a lawsuit for me. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about support. When I talk about support, it means that they take care of me and they have a room available for me to live in anytime that I need to so that I know that I can take risks and I can push and work outside the box, standing up for the right thing because I do have a family that will catch me if I fall. If you don't have that, how could you take risks and be brave enough to step up and out? How could you risk losing everything? There are many brave people out there who don't have that much support and they do step up and I admire them to no end. If it was just me and my little boy, and if I didn't have an amazing partner, if I didn't have an amazing family, I would have to do the conservative thing, shut my mouth, put my head down, and be a part of the wrong via my silence. That's just not the person that I am. That's not the career that I signed up for. I can go work at some office somewhere and do that, put my head down, shut up and push papers. There's a lot of those jobs, but that's not what I signed up for. I really didn't think that I would actually end up resigning from my position as a fire battalion chief, but the reality was just too glaring. There are too many reasons I see that were being laid out in front of me as if served up on a platter saying, Abby, we are not committed to change. We are not committed to improving. We are not listening to the voices out there that could truly help us do better. I decided to resign from my position when I saw the hard truths clearer than anything else in my life. It doesn't matter how many times they put it in a report how many times they put it on paper, how many times they say to Congress that they're doing better and that it's improving. Writing it, talking about it, those are very different than doing something about it. You can have all the meetings you want. You can have all the BS trainings that you want to throw out there. You can make people stare at computer screens for as long as you want to. Unless you commit to doing something outside the box to improve the future and improve your culture, you will never see change. The growing pain should be coming from growing up and out. The growing pain should not be coming from people who are speaking up to make things better and getting shoved down. That's not where the pain should be felt. 
the pain should be felt by the people who are resistant to grow up and out. And they don't know how or they're scared to. The growing pain should be coming from a true effort of improvement. Growing pain should be coming from employees that are forced to take the leaps and risk to make things better. We would thrive on that. Could you imagine if that's where we were? If the fear was growing to something better? If that's what we were all afraid of, imagine what we could be. But when I decided to resign from the U.S. Forest Service, I was staring right down the pipe of another fatality investigation. Because let me tell you, some things that are going on in that agency, and I know other agencies as well, are exactly what those fatality investigations are made of. You go back and read the FLAs or the fatality reports and all the investigations that they do afterwards, pick it apart and find all the administrative failures that are pointed out, the human factors that are focused on. We look at that in so many places in this agency, and we are being purely reactive. There are some places led by good leaders who are taking it upon themselves to make things better, but it's certainly not because it's coming from the agency. It's because those people are choosing to be good leaders. They are choosing to do the hard right over easy wrongs. It's because of their morals, values, and their ethics driving them to be better, to manage differently. If you're managing to get rid of people, to get rid of the problems, chances are that you're the problem. So many people in this agency and so many just in the world take promotions and handouts for the wrong reasons, not because they deserve them. From the time I met my most recent fire management officer, which is actually the federal version of fire chief, and he told me about his secret evil plan, yeah, that's what he actually said, to take over the entire district when there was a retirement that would work in his favor, I saw it in his eyes then, and I knew it. I knew there was something wrong. But I really just thought he was probably too weak to ever be such a strong puppet. And that's exactly what some of these dynamics are made up of. They're made up of corrupt leaders who are just powerful enough to manipulate a weak supervisor. I'm not even going to call them leaders, a weak supervisor or a weak manager. They're just powerful enough to yank on those strings and make that little puppet do what they want it to do and scare it to the point where they actually make the puppet feel as if it's doing the right thing by harming employees below them. Toxic supervisors actually make their subordinates feel like what they're being manipulated to do is the right thing to do, even when they're staring down at poor ethics and lies. I remember when I started getting pushed to set employees up to fail. I didn't want any part of it. I remember the moment where I stood there and I told my ranger, who was my second level supervisor, that what he was doing and what he was asking me to do was wrong and it was going to do nothing but cause formal complaints. He didn't care. He said, eh, that's their right. Let them complain. The agency will deal with it. They've got attorneys. He didn't care if what he was doing was wrong. He didn't care if what he was doing would completely justify a formal complaint that would cause hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of money to be lost. This was yet another clarifying moment of disappointment for me regarding my future with this agency. The money and legal costs was not nearly as valuable as the life and livelihood, the character, the personality, and the spirit that he was just throwing to the wind of a great employee because it was the right to complain. He could treat them poorly and it was their right to complain. He had no idea how he was actually tearing someone's life apart, tearing their family apart when he's just trying to do something that's retaliatory or to do something to take someone down or to punish someone he didn't like. I was not going to be a puppet. I was not willing to do their dirty work. If he wanted to go out and stalk people or set them up for failure, he needed to do it on his own. And I made that clear. And you know, that's when I started getting set up for failure more and more often. I actually started getting stalked more because if you're going to pick apart someone to figure out where they're screwing up, you've really got to watch them. 
on the clock, off the clock, every move they make. And that's what started happening to me. But you know what? If I had to resist doing it to someone else and it caused the reprisal to be focused on me instead, so be it. Call me whatever you want. A martyr, that's fine. That's what you call standing up for what is right and taking the brunt of it when you can for your people. Well then, yeah, sign me up, I guess. Maybe I was raised different than some of the people that I've been working for. I'm not saying that my upbringing was altogether right or better, but it's certainly different than the leaders that I've been working for because some of the behavior they've displayed would not have been tolerated in my family. And I am so tired of seeing people behind closed doors and at the water cooler snickering and laughing behind people's backs saying, wow, I can't believe that's happening or, oh, that's so horrible and not having the guts to stand up and do something about it. I'm so sick of that. We left that behind in junior high. At least we were supposed to. We have got to do better and be better. If you're willing to say something behind someone's back about how they're being so wronged, if you're willing to talk about a safety issue or a managerial issue and how bad it is or how wrong it is or how it's going to get someone killed or hurt, if you're willing to talk about that in a place, any place in your life, and you're not willing to speak up about it officially, you need to step back and find something else to do because as firefighting and emergency services go, it's the wrong business to be in with that attitude. We don't just punch out papers. We don't make widgets. We're firefighters. We deal with wildland fires. We manage emergency incidents like floods and shuttle crashes and hurricanes. You can't create a toxic environment and think it will go smoothly out there. Because that poor attitude that you have, or if you're trying to hurt someone or you're trying to manipulate people, the culture that you're creating, the culture that you're fueling is one that's going to get people killed. If you think that that office behavior, the retaliatory behavior, the bullying, the mobbing, if you think that only happens at the station or in the office, and then it's not going to count when you're out on an emergency, you were wrong. That kind of behavior and those kind of assumptions will get someone killed. You got to think about all the micro factors that happen in an incident. You've got to think about your attitude towards someone in the office and how that attitude is going to feel when you're out in an emergency situation. Are you going to take care of that person like you should out in the field? Why would you do any different than you would in the office? If you're going to burn them in the building, why wouldn't you burn them out on the fire line? You might think to yourself, well, that's crazy. It's different when we're out there. It's different when we're on an incident. It's different. No, it's not. It might be different on the outside looking in at yourself thinking, well, I would do better. I would do different. I would take care of them out there. Even though I won't hear at the station or in the office, I, I would take care of them out there. But inside, subconsciously, if you foster that environment and that culture, it's going to seep out of you and it's going to happen out in the field. It's going to cause you to make a decision or have a reaction that you didn't see coming. And there's going to be a chain reaction to that that happens and ends up with someone getting seriously hurt or killed. And it might be a coworker or the peer that you're having issues with, but you know what? It might not. It might be somebody completely different that was affected by this behavior because you didn't take care of that person that you were supposed to take care of as your buddy out on the line. And maybe somebody from the public suffered because of it. And they'll look into it. Maybe they'll be able to prove it. Maybe they won't. Maybe you won't even realize that you had a part in it. But it will happen. If you're not taking care of your group and your culture, you may not be there long enough to witness it, but something bad will happen. Now the question is, what are you going to do to prevent it? I would love to hear the hard truths that you've experienced in your workplace. Better yet, what are the proactive things that you've tried to do in order to prevent or improve the situation? Send me an email. Be sure to title it Hard Truths when you're sharing that stuff with me. If you found yourself in a bad workplace situation and you feel as if you may need some guidance or 
maybe even legal assistance, email me at abby at upinflames.org and be sure to mark the subject help for those. So if you're sharing an experience with me or a, or a solution, title that hard truths. If you're looking for resources and you're looking for help or seeking guidance, put help in your subject line. I've been working with some amazing folks to identify resources and solutions for employees in every discipline. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thanks for listening to my rant. It's truly an honor. And please remember to choose the hard right over easy silence.